Sherman Alexei told me it was none of my business. Jules Pfeiffer told me it was none of my concern. Lois Lowry told me she'd never heard anything so ridiculous in all her life. Louis Sacker told me he'd heard something equally ridiculous, but that it was a very long time ago. Kate DiCamillo told me to talk to her lawyer. M.T. Anderson told me to talk to his doctor. Tabitha King told me to talk to her husband. Stephen King told me to talk to his wife. Corey Doctorow told me I should ask Walter Dean Myers, who told me to go bother Linda Sue Park, who directed me to Gregory Maguire, who told me that he had a special message from Chris Van Allsburg, which was to go away and leave him alone and stop talking about Harris Burdick. Finally, John Sheska told me that he would be happy to answer my questions and to please come in and have some ice cream. And then, after a long pause, he fled through the window and left me alone, and it turned out to be Sherbet. Perhaps it doesn't matter. Perhaps these stories were written by Harris Burdick, and perhaps they were not. Either way, the mysteries of Harris Burdick continue, and if you listen to this book, you will likely be mystified yourself. As you listen to the stories and ponder the mysteries of Harris Burdick, you will find yourself in a mystery that joins so many authors and readers together in breathless wonder. Archie Smith, Boy Wonder A tiny voice asked, Is he the one? Archie Smith, Boy Wonder by Tabitha King Archie squinted into the glare of the sun as he choked the neck of the bat. He pulled his helmet down to get what little shade the visor gave. With his bad luck, the ball would be coming straight out of the sun, which seemed to sit on the runty little pitcher's shoulder. His palms were wet and gritty against the smooth ash of the slugger. His scalp, itchy and sweaty under the helmet... The pitcher was shorter than he was. All the pitchers were. His bad luck again. He was the biggest kid in the league. It was a weird kind of leverage for them. If they sank the ball enough, it would come in at the low edge of his strike zone. He thought about Luke in Star Wars, wielding his Jedi lightsaber against a tiny sphere of light. He took a deep breath and waited. Behind him, The catcher tensed. Not yet, thought Archie, his grip tightening. And then he thought, Now! And his arm drew back just as a tiny sphere of light broke out of the sun. The ball met his bat with a glorious crack and spun away back into the glare. He stared after it even as the bat fell from his hand and he pushed off, the toes of his Converse All-Stars digging into the dirt. There was no following it. That baby was gone. He reached first base, looking to make sure his foot touched it, but then he couldn't help looking up toward where the ball had disappeared as he ran all the way around the bases. He was running hard enough to make his chest tight, and he could hear people yelling to slow down. He could stroll if he wanted. But you don't do it that way. You always play all out, 
so he kept on running, tagging each base carefully and finally throwing himself down across home, so no one could ever dispute that he owned it. Coach, who was kind of a goof, grabbed him and hugged him and pounded his back, screaming, You put that one over the moon! He screamed it three or four times, as if nobody had heard him the first time. Archie didn't need Coach to tell him what he had done. He was Archie Smith, boy wonder. Just like his mom said. There she was, jumping up and down and celebrating for him. He knew he was grinning too much and looked stupid, so he tried not to, but he couldn't help it. So what if people laughed at him because they thought he looked funny? So what, his mom always said. So what? When Archie wondered why she said it so often, in so many different ways, turning it into a joke, she said she got it from Metallica.